Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, to the goddamn podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett, and I've done it. I've done it, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus in the garden, I have done it. That is a Newfoundland expression. Where I'm from, I'm from a small town, and in that small town in Newfoundland, I would always hear the expression, Jesus in the garden, for emphasis. And I loved it. Because, I mean, what could draw your attention more than if Jesus H. Christ was in your garden? You know, Jesus in the garden. Well, that's, some, something's happened. What, what's he doing in there? I, I really feel it, it encapsulates when you're when you really got something to say. You know? Jesus in the garden, I've done it. Ladies and gentlemen... I've come down to the Toyota Prius recording studio and I've brought I've brought a beverage. I have uh, got a Heineken beer with me, and I say Heineken on purpose because if you listen to the last podcast I did, I talked about how Heineken have an awesome commercial about how we need to bring together people from the rights, people from the lefts, people just the the Muslims. And the and the Jews and the Christians and the atheists and the black people and the white people. I don't know why I turned into Bill Cosby. <laughs> and the black people and the white people and the people who put the pills in the drinks and the people who don't put the pills in the drinks. We got to bring them all together. Bring everyone together and just and just let's let's stop propagating the hate. Can we start the podcast on this positive fucking note? Of course we can. You hear my? You hear how loud I am? I'm I'm emboldened, if I can use that word. I'm emboldened because I'm in my parking garage, and the parking garage is being cleaned tomorrow, so all the cars are gone. So I'm here by myself. Apparently, we don't have to move our car because we have an infant. I have no idea. Why it's okay if we have an infant to leave our car here. They're gonna they're gonna use like high powered spray jets. They're gonna just rip the paint off the car. But Sarah's like, no, nah, just leave the car. And let me tell you something, I am lazy enough to take that fucking chance. You strip the paint off this recording studio. You go right ahead. If it saves me from having to move it out onto the street, and our street is one of those shitty, like, you can park here till 7 a.m. And so you gotta get up. At 6.30 and go move the car. No fucking thank you. Anyway, Jesus in the garden, I've done it. I've got a beer. I brought it in a travel mug. You know, it, it looks like a little Starbucks mug. Uh, so people think, oh, that guy's got a coffee. He is a regularly functioning human being who could not possibly be bringing a beer in a travel mug. Oh, those people are wrong. I have no idea. I'm going to take a sip right now. Ah. Sorry about the ah. That was a little that was a little too much. But oh, it's tasty. That is tasty. And the reason the reason that I have the beer down here is that hey, like it's nice to have a beverage. You know, wet the whistle. You know, I'm talking by myself for like 35 45 minutes sometimes. And while I enjoy doing that, sometimes you get a little parched. You know, you need a little refreshment. What better refreshment 
than the beer company that's trying to bring the world together. I actually don't know. This seems to be a gray area. Is it illegal to, for me to be drinking a beer in my parking garage? I'm going to say it is. But I'm a rule breaker. I'm a heartbreaker, rule maker. I don't know how that song goes. I don't even know what that song is. Who gives a shit? What I'm saying is, I think this would be classified as drinking in public. And uh, I don't, you can't do that in Canada anyway. You know, like sometimes you see the homeless people and they'll put a, um, like a, uh, a, a, ba- a bottle of booze in a, in a paper bag and they drink it and they're like, that's legal. Apparently that is not legal. Just because you put a brown paper bag over a bottle of scotch doesn't mean you can drink the scotch on the, the street. It's just the cops don't give a shit. I mean, and, and nor should they. Yeah, they've got other things to do. They've got crimes to solve. You know, they've got they've got to arrest people in, who are drinking in their parking garages. They've got better things to do. Any who, any hoozles. What I'm saying is, the reason I am I'm I'm it's sort of celebrating. I'm sort of celebrating in the car with the Heineken because I've had I've had a long day. You know, I've had a long few days. I've had a lot of tests with my bones. I had to go in get blood work. I had to I had to pee into two cups, and now I've got to do twenty four hours of peeing. I got to take, I got I got to pee in a jug for twenty four hours, and well, like not twenty four hours straight. Like I, every time I need to pee in the next twenty four hours, I pee into a jug. Then I bring that jug in, and they test that, and they give me another blood test. So many tests, and also it's Mother's Day coming up on Sunday, is Mother's Day, and uh, I am just. He just me and presents. I get really stressed out. I kind of, I kind like I. The thing is, I always, I do okay generally speaking with the presents, but it's getting now to the point where I get more and more stressed out. I always feel like I should do, be doing something special, and I'm never happy with the specialness of the gift because I, I often, you know, I, I'm thinking about something else for way too long, or I, and and then I, I leave it, I leave it on the long finger, as they'd say. I wait too long, and then I get an action plan, and and it's uh, there's just not enough time left. And this sort of happened again this week. It's Mother's Day, and it's Sarah's first official Mother's Day. And, you know, she wanted some kind of cooking device, some kind of pot that cooks things. And uh, it's some kind of fancy thing. I don't know what it is. But I got her. I have that there, you know, but it it didn't have that doesn't have that Mother's Day, first Mother's Day ring to it. What'd you get? I got a, a crock pot of some kind. Some kind of in, Instapot, I think it's called. It's sort of like a very fast cooking crock pot. It sounds great. Don't get me wrong. The inventor of Instapot, who is Canadian and probably a big fan of mine, if you're listening, I'm not saying your present sucks. I'm saying it's great. It's just that it might not be first Mother's Day material. You know, you... You want something. So I was thinking, oh, well, I'll get some kind of picture collage. I've taken a lot of pictures of Sam, you know, maybe a pendant with the Sam's picture in it. But now I, I thought of that shit way too late, way too late. And uh, I can't get that done in time. So I thought to myself, what do I do? I went online. I did a little research. And what I settled on was she's always kind of wanted a handprint or a footprint of the baby in like a Christmas ornament or some shit like that. 
but he's just we we never really got one because he he squirms too much. He's a squirmer, so we could never settle him down to get a handprint or a footprint. He's always and he used to clench his fist. He, you never you could never open his hand. He'd always clench his fist. Ah, oh, fuck you guys! You will never get my handprints. You're gonna sell them to the government. He wants he wants to be off the grid. This kid won't let you identify him. Saw him ripping up his passport the other day. So I I thought maybe for Mother's Day I could get her. I could I would just get a mug, you know, and I could get some paint, put the paint on his hand, put his hand on the mug, boom. And then and then and then I also I did a little research as to how to do it. Then you kind of bake in the paint, and then you apply like a like a varnish. Uh, um, uh, some people use acrylic, but I'm going with some kind of water-based safe thing because it's a mug. You're going to drink out of it. You want it to be you know, safe. So this uh, this sealer, clear sealer, that um, is dishwasher safe. So I figure I got all bases covered. I got the I got the sealer coming in on Amazon, and I'm going to seal it tomorrow. So, but the thing is, of course, I didn't get a handprint or a footprint. I also tried his foot. Because he's just uncooperative. So what I figured I'd do is, fuck it. Let him make some art, you know? He'll, he'll, the design is a Sam Bennett original. You know, so he smeared his, his fat paw all over the mug and just put a gob of paint everywhere. And, um, and then I wrote, you know, in Love Sam, in, uh, in, in other other paint on the mug. And I did this on a second mug to see if I could do it any better. Um, and I just wrote number one mom, and he smeared that one too. And they both kind of look good. I didn't know what to do. So I also did it with a plate. And I just went to the dollar store and bought a couple of mugs and a plate. I figured, you know, none of them would work. But all three are kind of okay. So I wrote Mother's Day 2017 uh, on the plate. And I let him mess that up, mess that plate up too. I also let him stomp around on a piece of Bristol board. So I, I could cut out the Bristol board and put that in a frame, right? But it's just, I, I don't want to give her a thousand things. Here's two mugs, a plate, and a pitcher. But I don't know which one, I can't decide what, what to do. You know, she'll, she'll probably listen to this podcast and be like, oh, you gave me the wrong fucking one. I wanted the plate or the, the or the Bristol board with the pitcher. See, the problem with the pitcher, the reason the Bristol board is a little tempting is that you can see, you can sort of see his handprint and his footprint. They, they came out a bit better. Um, in fact, I should probably do it again because they, they sort of worked. It's just the kid. Oh, Christ. I thought, hey, I'm doing pretty good. I, I brought him into the bathroom. I stripped him down. I stripped down and because uh, I knew it was going to be uh, messy. So I put the, the paint, I, I squeezed out some paint on uh, on squuzz. I used to always say squuzz, and my wife corrected me and said, that's not a word, you fucking idiot. But in, in Newfoundland, we say squuzz. I squeezed it, I squuzz it. <laughs> I like squuzz. It's a nice word. It's a nice, nice non-word. Anyway, I squeezed it out on uh, a bunch of paint out onto some wax paper, and um, I smashed his hand to it, into it and his foot, and then and then all hell broke loose. All right, so just there's it's a water-based kids paint, 
So it's, it's, for, it's for finger painting, you know, but they recommend three years and up. And I can see why, because this nine month old baby just went ape shit, just smearing paint everywhere, all over me, all over the bathroom. Just it just I was lucky to get some on the on the mugs and the plate that I was aiming for just went. But at the same time, I'm like, OK, you know what? I'm not going to get a clean footprint or a clean handprint. But but she gets a mug made by Sam on his, uh, you know, on her first ever Mother's Day. That's kind of cute. I, that, I think that I think it's a victory. You know, it's just and just as I'm starting to be kind of happy with the improvisational mug that we've come up with. He grabs a, a wad of paint and just shoves it in his mouth. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, I wondered how I could fuck it up so bad. And, of course, I forgot that he was going to eat a can of paint. It's just, I, it, it's, I was watching him, and it just, it was like lightning. He's, he was so fast. He's never moved that fast in his life. Just hand to the mouth, in there. Now, I don't know if he's going to be okay. I think so. I think he's going to be okay. I imagine this non-toxic kid's finger paint. Sure, they say three and up, but I've known some dumb fucking three-year-olds. The There are three-year-olds who have eaten a can of this paint. I guarantee you. And I tried to scoop. I scooped out all the paint in his mouth. I washed off his mouth as fast as I could. He he didn't seem upset. Uh, he... He eats everything, like food-wise. So I think he was just like, ah, this food is only okay. I don't love this food. And um, I rinsed him out. I threw him in the bathtub. You know, all the paint came off him. Uh, His mouth was clean on the inside because he swallowed it. Sure, I know that. But I really think he's going to be okay. I specifically went to Toys R Us, got myself some what-will-not-kill-my-child paint, and... um, and it's a good goddamn thing I did, you know. Imagine if I had messed around, and be like, "Oh, let's just throw on some oil-based paint, some acrylic paint, and I'll watch them. I'll be careful. Never do that. If you are out there and you don't have kids and you're about to have kids, you never underestimate them. They will. They will try to hurt themselves in a way that you can never imagine until it's far too late. To the point where you're like, you are a you're a, a living organism. Don't you want to stay alive? Why do you? Why are you doing these things? Don't try to drown yourself in this toilet. What is wrong with you? They will they will surprise you with their kamikaze style of living. Where they're just like, oh, they're they're like little suicide bombers. You know? I shouldn't have said that. And now I'm flagged. I'm flagged by the the government. The Patriot Act is coming. Some guy, someone told me on uh, one of my comments on my podcast, he was like, "You, the Patriot Act is what you meant when they're going to detain you for no reason. And yeah, the Patriot Act is going to, because I said suicide bomber. I did it again. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, government. Donald. Donald. Listen, I love your comb over. Your hands aren't too small. I find your orangeness to be appropriate. You hear me? Listen, 
Don't you, don't you come after me. I have, I have a nine month old son that I, that eats paint. So I think my, my wife, I heard her talking to her mom because her mom is staying with us now for a little while to help with the baby just for a week or so. And she's like, what are they doing in there? Because that's the thing is you can't, there are no fucking surprises. You can't surprise your wife with some kind of thing from your from your nine-month-old baby because she always knows where he is. You know, it's not like I could go just take the baby out for a stroll, you know, and her go, ah, who, did I have a baby? No, she has her eye on this thing. She is aware of Sam's every move, and I think that you're supposed to be. I believe that is the case for mothers. They keep tabs on their babies. So I had to. what I had to do today was I had to say, uh, myself and Sam have a little project. So we will be going into the bathroom to do this project so you guys can't see what's going on. And I just realized as I said that, Sounds kind of weird, you know. And the fact is, as I told you earlier, we stripped down and went into the bathroom. But let me tell you something. Nothing weird about it, okay? I was bonding with my son. We were making his mother a lovely Mother's Day gift. If you think there's something weird about that, then then maybe you're weird, all right? Maybe you're the one with the fucking problem. Okay? I'll say this. Uh, when we were in the bathtub, because, you know, you got he was just covered. Just covered in paint. On the inside and the outside. Full of paint. Paint in the stomach. Paint on the stomach. So I'm rinsing him off. Of course, because he's such a squirmy little bastard who's just slapping me in the face with paint... I have to get in the bathtub and wipe off all my paint. Now, this is probably the first time he has ever been in arm's reach of uh, my ding-along. My ding-a-ling? Let's go with ding-a-ling. And he did not hesitate. He decided that was a thing he needed to grab, and he did. And he yanked on it. And I, I tell you what, I was surprised. I didn't know it could stretch that far. I didn't. I don't want to be gross. I don't want to be graphic. And I don't want people to be, you know, writing the government and saying, you know, this guy's doing stuff. We weren't. We were just, we're trying to clean off each other's paint and babies grab things. All right? It's, there's nothing wrong with it. Nice, healthy relationship for a father and a son he is not circumcised. I am not circumcised. We bonded over that. That's a joke my wife always makes. Because one of the arguments for circumcising your kid, uh, if it's not religious reasons, is so that the, the baby's penis looks like the father's penis. And they say that's good for bonding, which is fucking ridiculous. Because you shouldn't, you shouldn't have a lot of penis on penis time you know a guy don't don't be ashamed of your body all right and don't 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 shy away from a kid seeing a naked body because that probably gives them body issues as they grow up they get shamed 
I don't mind. You know what? I'll come out to shower as long as, you know, Sarah's mom's not there. Right now, I don't do it. I don't just waltz into the living room butt naked with Sarah's mom around. That'd be weird, right? But when it's just me, Sarah, and the baby, yeah, I just walk out. I'm like, this is a grown man. This is how a grown man looks. And Sam, the baby, is like, yeah, all right. Who gives a shit? I don't care. And that's the, that's the way it should be. You know, you you don't want the baby to have weird body issues. But at the same time, you don't, it doesn't need to be excessive. You don't got to sit around naked all day long, you know, comparing dicks. And I am pretty sure that you don't need to have the same type of dick for a son to like his father. I, I feel like the dicks are not really a large element of... Uh, Father-son bonding. They got to be on a scale of of uh, bonding. I'm going to go with what? what's the lowest possible rating. That is comparing dicks. That's It's got to be there. There is no real, uh, no real advantage, I don't think, of having... Two non-circumcised or two circumcised penises in the same household. You know? Anyway, where was I? Right. Made it a lovely Mother's Day gift uh, with my son. We got full of paint. He ate some paint. And now, I gotta tell you, my stress level is a lot lower. I really, I don't, I just, I hate the notion that, of disappointment, you know? I, and I'm a bit like this. I used to, I used to get more prepared for things. I've, I've always been really, really, uh, aggressively trying to avoid disappointing myself or others. And one of the ways I used to do that was I used to prepare but as, as I'm getting older, I'm getting less and less prepared. So when somebody's birthday's coming up, like my wife, her birthday, her anniversary, you know, Mother's Day, I'm just, I'm leaving it longer and longer. But then when the day comes, if you feel that sense of disappointment, ah, it just kills me. And then I vow, oh, next time, next time I'll tell you, I'll do more than, you know, some, some shitty dying flowers. I'll, I'll think of something special. I put so much pressure on it that it paralyzes me. The fear paralyzes me. So today I decided, okay, fuck it. I'm doing this handprint thing, and if it doesn't work out, then we're just gonna we're just gonna give her a smashed up mug that we tried. We here here, happy Mother's Day. We tried from the Bennett boys. P.S. We're fucking idiots. And I think it actually came out okay. I still have to apply the uh, the sealant to make sure it's washing dishwasher safe. Even though we don't have a dishwasher. But that's, that's how you can tell if it's safe. It's been a, it's been a rough week. You know, I had, uh, I got, had to worry about this, this present. Uh, I got a show coming up that I'm auditioning for, like a... It's it's a writing gig, so I have to basically watch 
like four seasons of this particular show. Then I have to write for a full day. Um, it was like two days of work. And it's just an audition. So it's a lot of work. And, and all they're going to give you is probably, you know, one freelance job, one episode of the whole season. So hardly worth your time. But what are you going to do? Beggars can't be choosers. That is what they say. And they are right. I can't choose. I'm a beggar. Let me in your your television industry. Because I do the stand-up, but I, you know, the TV jobs is where it's at. And I've had a few things here and there, but, you know, this, this one is, it's not a great one, but it, it's a foot in the door, as they say. So I got to fucking do that. So that's in my mind. My bones have deteriorated and are falling apart. So I'm, I'm doing a thousand, thousand fucking doctor's appointments. I got, I got gifts to do. I got a baby eating paint. You know, we had the French election. You know, Marcon got in. But that was that's good. You know, I was I was I was a bit stressed about that. I mean you know what I was actually more stressed about is the fact that I I have given up. Like people are saying, Oh Le Pen, if she gets in, it's the end of it's the end of the European Union and Europe will go down and everything will be he's the you know, Le Pen is the French Donald Trump, and and it's it, things are everyone's going right wing across the board, and and France is next, and because uh, Britain just left the 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 EU with the Brexit, and and you know what? I was just thinking, yeah, Le Pen's going to get in, and okay, like just all right. You know, I I I had given up, and that, I think that's somebody said at one time. I don't know if it was a comedian or or what. They were just talking about what's really. Uh, upsetting right now is that like with with the trump shit uh the stuff that comes out every day it's like every day now something you hear something like oh so he's just he's just oh he's repealing obamacare okay just uh he's taking away planned parenthood okay uh, he's just closing libraries in general sure took away all art funding okay doesn't believe in global warming all right that's okay we'll yep uh scientists are marching to try to fix the situation okay just and i'm just Oh, well, I guess the world goes up in flames. You know, and so when they were like, oh, Le Pen, there's this noted racist, crazy right wing lady and she's she's going to get in in France. I was like, yeah, all right. What else are we going to do? That's it. Our world is over. But France turns it around. France goes, uh, no, 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 c'est pas. They said, none of this shit. No merd. They um, they stopped it. I got to admire that. Like that is just somebody finally fucking did it. You know, it, with the the election after election, it's just been right wing nut job, right wing nut job. Hey, maybe yeah, we're let's leave the EU, Britain, and fucking we're just and all of a sudden, France is like, you know what, guys, we're French. We uh, we walk to the beat of our own drum, and we aren't going down. We're not going down in a ball of flame with the rest of you fuckers. We're going to stand up for something for once. You know, it was the same goddamn arguments, because Marcon or whatever his name is, 
he got in, he was, he was like, oh, he's just, he's with the banks, and it's more of the same. It was the same, like, Hillary. I'm pretty sure Le Pen just hired the Trump people, the people, and so she should have, you know, because these fucking guys, they just, what a brilliant, whatever you want to say, brilliant strategy. They just, they equated emails to every single thing Trump did. He's out, he's talking about grabbing pussies, he's doing all kinds of shit, and it's just, oh, yeah, but but she's got these emails. And then when they look into the emails, there was no thing. No things came out of the emails. It was just, but it was a brilliant strategy. And they did the whole, like, do you want more of the same? Do you want more rich people? Even though Trump was, look, I don't want you, you know what, fuck it. I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about this shit. I'm going to drink this Heineken. Hold on. That was literally, that was the break right there. I needed that. That's why you take a Heineken in a travel mug to the Toyota Prius recording studio so you can just stop with the right-wing ranting nonsense that everybody's talking about. I just, I can't take it anymore. I can't take the negativity. So do you know what? I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm not going to be a part of this negativity. Let's throw in some positivity. And let's talk about good things. I'll say this. Fine. I'll talk about something good. The m- medicine. Like, Jesus Christ. The, 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 the things they can do now. You know, like I've been ranting and raving a little bit about the bones and how long it's taken and shit like that. But how long it's taking. You hear me? Like, what a fucking spoiled brat I am. I have what seems to be a tumor somewhere in my body that is not letting me absorb phosphate and has turned my bones into mush. Now, I should die of that. That is what should kill me. That If you're talking 50 years ago, probably even only 50 years ago, certainly 200 years ago, I, I'm just, as a that's it. You know, I'm going to stay, my bones, will, they'll, they'll try to hold up as long as they can, and then what? By the time I'm 43, 44, I'll just literally crumble as I walk down the street. Like, that is what should take me out. And well, you know, granted, there have been other things that could have taken me out. I had pneumonia when I was young. I mean, that probably could have taken me out. Diarrhea, you ever had that? That should kill you, really, if you have diarrhea. But we can stop that shit nowadays. No pun intended. Am I, but, like, the diarrhea... Pneumonia. I get that shit, but I have. Like, do you hear what I have? How fucking weird is that? Your bones are disintegrating because you have a tumor in your foot, which is probably where it is. At least that's that's what I think, because it hurts. My foot hurts. So I've got this weird tumor in my foot that is not letting me absorb phosphate, and my bones are falling apart, and they're going to probably fix it. And that's insane. Sure, it took a long time to diagnose it, but it's a weird thing. A medical marvel to be able to fix this type of shit. They can do brain surgery, heart surgery. They, they can do a thing where I'm, I can rebuild my bones. I'm going to be like the bionic man or RoboCop. Jesus in the garden. Gonna get fixed. 
by medical, the medical geniuses that are my doctors. I was just about to go, you know, talk about how we really need smart people leading countries. Not, nope. We're staying positive. We're not going to talk about that shit. Let's talk about some more positivity. Family. Okay? Now, I, I've always been a lone wolf. I've always gone my own way. You can go your own way. Go your own way. Here I go again on my own. Going down the only road I've ever known. I don't know. There's lots of songs, musicians stuff, about going out on their own, being lone wolves. And that's me. I've always felt like I was the middle child. Older brother, younger sister. And I always, I don't know, maybe that had something to do with it. You know, I was always kind of off on my own, doing my own thing. Though maybe it's just my personality. Because my, my son seems to be just, he's the first, obviously. And probably the last. Because we're just, woo, he has a lot of work. But um, he's just doing his own thing. He seems to be very interested in his shit the way I was. He seems smarter than me, though. He's very interested in books and shit. And whereas I was just like, hey, G.I. Joe, give me a G.I. Joe. And, uh. But I was thinking about it. Even though I'm a lone wolf. Gone off. Now that I, I, I got paired up with a wolfette. And we had a little wolf cub. Not a lone wolf anymore. Part of a pack. Part of a wolf pack. And uh, then your family starts to it starts to make more of a difference, you know. My my brother, and my sister, uh, and their families. It's nice that Sam can go talk to other babies and young people. And so we'll go. We're gonna go to to Ottawa, where my brother and sister live, and visit with their children on the weekend. And I used to kind of dread going to my families and not because I hate my family. They're, they're good people. I just hated the notion of the drive, the effort it takes to get there. The fact that I won't be in the city doing my own things, you know, but, um, but now it's like, you know, it's good. It's good. The little kid gets, gets a chance to socialize with his family and with other young people. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of nice. And, and as I'm getting older, it's like, shit, you know, I've had a few things here and there with the old, comedy career and maybe i'll get bigger things maybe there'll be uh the, the show the mark bennett show and it'll be super fucking popular and everyone will be like hey or these youtube videos i'm doing people will be like i it gets 50 million views a day mark you're the most famous person in the world how does it feel and i'll be like it feels pretty good but even if those things happen you know it's not to be cliche not to be fucking cliche but it's it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's really about connection. Life's about connection. So you know, your family, the fact that I get along with my family, that's uh it's a blessing, guys. It's such a blessing. Hashtag blessed. But it is good. Like I know people who don't get along with their families, and that fucking blows because let me tell you something. The whole blood is thicker than water shit. That, that is true. That is true. Paint is also thicker than water and can be swallowed by nine-month-olds. But you want to 
you want to get along with your family as much as you can. There's just something genetically satisfying about having your offspring hang out with uh, other pieces of your genetic code. I don't know what it is, but it's been really good. And uh, as like I said, as I'm getting older, the Christmases and the you know the family get-togethers they're important, and I'm starting to kind of like them. See, getting old doesn't have to be a shit show. You can it's if you're doing it right. I think getting older should be you getting better. You kind of figure out who you are, you know, and you start really realizing what's important you prioritize and i'm still gonna do my things i'm still a fucking jackass i'm gonna go out and tell poo jokes till the day i die i'm gonna film stupid little videos and try to make movies and make tv shows because i think that's fun but that's that's it because i like it and i get that now it's not because i need to do it so i'll be famous so i can bang a playboy model at a ski resort you know it's so i can it's because it's, it's something I like to do. And if you have a family life going and you have a career going that you like, I th- that's it. And then you die. All right? You just fucking die then. But it's okay. It's okay to die then. That's not great. This, this life doesn't end well. It always ends a little sad. But we can't escape that. So... Just put it, you put in a good effort. And that doesn't mean you become Robert Downey Jr. It doesn't mean you have to be Hugh Hefner. You know, you don't have to be uh, that. What's her name? The girl who runs Yahoo. Marissa. I don't know. Someone. Or the girl who wrote Lean In. And I'm trying to come up with also female examples of great lives. I don't know. Hugh Hefner and then the girl who runs Google. No, it's it's Yahoo. But there's you don't have to be Margaret Thatcher. How about that? Huh? Or the girl who played Margaret Thatcher. What's her name? The the actress everybody loves. Everyone wants to fucking give her every goddamn award on the planet. Meryl Streep. You don't have to be Meryl Streep. Okay, I know you get it. You get it at this point, what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is you just go do something you want to do, and if the job you have you hate, I'm not saying just you, you go quit it. It's not that easy. I know you got, say, especially if you're trying to balance a family life, but do your best to get a job that you enjoy, and then do your best to not completely ignore your family, and then you die. Done and done. You did everything right, in my opinion, when you've done that. You pursued what you wanted to do. You made a living doing shit that you kind of wanted to do or definitely wanted to do. Look, we all got to make concessions. I got to write that writing package for that show. I don't want to do that. I don't mind coming down and yelling in the car, drinking a beer, but I don't want to go write that package. But So I'm not saying it's all roses. But I am pursuing what I enjoy, what I want to do. And I, at the same time, I value family. I value friendships. I am trying to create that balanced life. I think the career needs a bit of a boost. And the family life is, it's constant work. 
You heard me this week. I got stressed out because I felt like I didn't have a good enough gift for my wife. And I didn't. Let's not mince words. I did not have a good enough gift. A Insta crock pot is not a good enough fucking first Mother's Day gift. So now I've improvised and I've come up with something that is at least acceptable. Something that'll help me sleep tonight so I can get up and do more blood tests for my for my bones. And that's that's all you can ask. It's all you can ask of yourself. You know, strive for goodness in both categories. But don't forget one or the other. You need them both. I got to say, I'm in a good place right now. Just as something that something that simple. As simple as doing up a dumb fucking mug, which still isn't in the bag because I got to put the sealant on it and maybe the sealant gets off, fucks up all that kid paint. I don't know. Very possibly may happen. But Jesus in the garden. If I can pull this off, I'm going to be a happy man. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'll uh, check in in a couple of days, rant and rave about something else. Who knows what? But I'll tell you one thing. It's going to be positive. We're going to have a good time on this podcast. We're not going to always bitch and complain. And when we do bitch and complain, it's going to be fucking funny. That's the only way to bitch and complain, by the way, in life. Don't get down on yourself. Don't don't cry into your Cheerios and your cornflakes. You just you make people laugh with your bitching and moaning. They'll let you away with bitching and moaning when when you're making jokes about it. Plus, it helps you. Don't go to therapists and cry all the time. And this person hates me, and I can't get along with this person at work. Go, you just tell funny stories to your friends to your co-workers that's the best way to deal with negativity man you hear me man fucking uh tell some laugh em ups tell some crazy jokey jokes you know you don't have to be a professional you don't have to get up on stage and do it but turn those negatives into some kind of interesting story you know don't sit around feeling sorry for yourself you know, get out there. You know, go pursue your job that you want to do. Don't ignore your family. Turn your complaints into funny stories. That's it for me this week. Not this week. This podcast. I'm going to do more podcasts. Maybe I'll do one every day. You don't fucking know. You don't know me. So I said shut up and good night.